0: E.G. Marshall. This time, a mystery, a puzzle, if you will, which I challenge you to solve. As with all mysteries worthy of the name, each clue will be honestly and plainly presented to you. And yet, unless I miss my guess, the answer to the puzzle will elude you till the very end. We'll play a game of wits, you and I, just for the fun of it. And see who wins. Unhappily, one of the characters you'll meet, lost.
1: I I found the shrunken head on the pillow of my bed. And that clock points to 12. That means I I die at 12.
0: Question is, Elizabeth, dear, 12 what? 12 what? 12 noon or 12 midnight.
2: (gasps) The drum clock. 12 o'clock. Noon.
0: Maybe you'll be dead on the stroke of 12, Elizabeth. <laughs> and maybe you will have to wait till midnight. Our mystery drama, Sting of Death, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by George Lothar and stars William Prince. My first move is to describe the huge barn-like living room of the country home of Trevor Costain, explorer, adventurer, author. And the living room reflects the trophies of his travels. On the north wall, headdresses of native tribal chiefs from all over the world. The south wall is covered with awards, trophies. The west wall is hung with native spears, shields, primitive weapons. And on the east wall, above the huge fireplace, hangs a clock. A most bizarre clock. The face is made of a Tugari war shield... Headhunters, you know, the Tugari. The hands of the clock are made of, uh, well, human thigh bones. And the hours, from 1 to 12, are marked by shrunken human heads. Well, don't look so horrified. I told you the Tugari were headhunters. And when I told you that, I gave you your first important clue. See what you can do with it. Liz, give me another drink. Trevor, the doctor... I know, I know, but if I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. Dad, the disease, you know what alcohol does to you because of it? I'm in enough pain, Fari. Stop calling me Dad.
2: He is your son-in-law, father. Don't
0: remind me, Jackie. Liz, that drink, please. Some son-in-law, some husband... An alcoholic who's put you through purgatory since the day you married him. That's ended now. I haven't had a drink since I joined A.A. five weeks ago. I wish I could believe that. You can. Oh, Fari, here's your drink, Trevor. Thanks.
2: Oh, Father, you're not going to smoke, too.
0: Did I say I was going to smoke?
2: Well, every time you pick up one of your pipes... Oh, don't worry,
0: Jackie. Whatever disease hit me in Borneo years ago, just a whiff of tobacco sickens me. Give my right arm to be able to smoke these pipes again, but all I can do is polish them, clean them, puff on them, never light them. It's a terrible way to live. I'll be glad when I'm dead.
1: Oh, don't say that, Trevor.
0: You sound as if you'll be sorry when I'm gone, Liz. I will be. Why lie to me, Liz? Our marriage has been anything but a happy one. We put each other through the ringer the way our long-haired son-in-law put Jackie through one. Different kind of ringer, that's all.
2: Well, that's over
0: now. Everything's over. For me.
2: Oh, Father, please don't get up if you want anything, Got to
0: get up and ease the pain. Just want to get those pipe cleaners on the mantle and... Oh, blast. You dropped your drink all over me, I'm afraid.
3: Sorry spasm of pain. I'll make you another. I'll have to change these pants.
2: Father, sit down. I'll get the pipe cleaners.
0: <sighs> oh, I can't do a thing for myself anymore. A thing. <sighs> Jackie, what about the divorce?
2: Well, I've given for it... Here. Here, the pipe cleaners. Mm. I've given Furry another chance.
0: A waste of time. You know that.
2: It's probably hopeless, but In common decency, I can't let him down. He depends on me, Father.
0: A weakling. He's a weakling.
2: Well, some men are.
0: Not Rod's champion. He was a man for you. I told you that. Your drink. Thanks. Rod will be here tomorrow, Jackie. Going to spend a few days helping me straighten out my affairs. Why don't you and he try to get together? See if you can still hit it off. Father. He's the... What the devil? What? The clock. That headhunter clock over the fireplace. Look at it.
1: That's strange. One of those awful shrunken heads is missing. The one that marked the hour of seven. Oh, Father, what happened to I it? I don't
0: know. I just noticed it was missing this minute. Look around. See if it's on the floor.
1: Oh, if it is, I'd just assume. Soon...
0: Look around, I said. I can't.
1: All right, dear. All right.
0: Jackie... You look and see if Oh!
2: <gasps> that was Forry. Something's oh, happened. Good heavens, what could have I don't
0: know. I do... look, look at this. Look at this. Look. The head off the clock. Oh. What are you doing with it? It was on the pillow of my
3: bed. Your pillow? It was just lying there. Smack in the middle of the pillow.
0: Forey, this some kind of gag? Did you take it off the clock? Oh, why would I do a thing like that? I don't know. But then I don't know why you've done a lot of things you've done. Dad, I tell you, I... All right, all right. We'll put it back on the clock. The hour of seven. Yeah. Sure.
3: Somebody's playing games. Somebody with a sick sense of humor.
0: And I... Oh. Oh. Sorry. what? Uh, Father. Catch him, he's uh, fall... Oh. Oh, Sorry. Get away, Jackie. L- let me see. Is he... Is he... Dead? Yes.
2: Drum clock in the hall. It's seven o'clock.
1: The shrunken head. The hour of seven. Forry found it in his room. On his pillow. And now he's dead. What does it mean? What...
0: Yes? Oh, this is Trevor Castane. Uh, Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Well, I want to be informed the minute you find out. Fine. Goodbye.
2: Who was that?
0: The coroner's office. I've been bugging them all through the night to tell me what killed that husband of yours. And? Just wanted to let me know. They're starting the autopsy now. Oh. Jackie?
2: Yes, Father?
0: We've never pulled any punches with each other, you and me, so don't let's pull any now. you really sorry for he's dead?
2: What a thing to ask!
0: What's the answer?
2: I... I don't know. Marriage to Fari was purgatory, as you said last night, but he... He was starting a new life, joining A.A., and... Uh, oh, it isn't fair somehow.
0: Not to him, maybe. But it's very fair to you.
2: What do you mean?
0: We can do what you should have done in the first place. You can marry Roger. Oh, Father,
2: you're taking an awful lot for granted.
0: You love him, don't you? Yes, I... I guess I do, but... No buts about it. When Roger gets here, hey, sounds like he's here. Come on. Let's meet him at the door.
2: Are you strong enough to
0: walk? Sure, sure. Having a good day. Come on. Can't wait to see him. Best safari manager I ever had. (laughs) Never took any guff from me, either. Didn't have to. He's a fine man, Jackie. Fine man. Hey, Trevor. Jackie. Good to see you. Raj, you old son of a gun. I can't tell you how good it is to... Who's this? Trevor.
3: Jackie. Meet Virginia. My wife.
0: (laughs) You've no idea. No idea at all what killed Forik? Well, they're doing the autopsy now, Raj. Uh, Coroner uh, Dr. Dodd is a friend of mine. Let me know what they come up with as soon as they know. Help yourself to a drink, Raj. Oh, thanks. You? No, no. Almost lunchtime. I have to limit myself. Can't even smoke. And with three months or less to live. Hell of a way to go out. Oh, hand me those pipe cleaners, William.
3: Yeah. Here you are. At least you get some satisfaction from fooling
0: around with these old pipes of yours yes kind of makes not smoking a little easier you know Raj, you shocked me when you arrived with a wife how come i had plans for you and jackie i was in love with
3: jackie yes but when she married forry well that was that Ginny's a wonderful girl, and she'll be a wonderful wife. Oh,
0: I'm sure. Speaking of Jackie and Virginia, they ought to be back from their walk soon. It's almost... Now, what in blazes? What is it? The clock. Look at the clock.
3: A head's missing. From 12. Now, what
0: does this mean? Well, probably nothing at all. Probably just fell off. It didn't just fall off. And don't bother looking for it on the floor. Someone took that head off the clock, Rog. And unless I miss my guess, it means someone else is going to die. I can't believe that there's any significance.
2: Oh, Father, Roger, is something wrong?
0: Jackie, your mother's still asleep in her room, worn out after last night. Better get her down here.
2: Why? What's
0: happened? A head is missing from the clock again. This time, from the hour of twelve. Oh,
3: no. Oh. If it
0: means another death... Well, never mind. Wake your mother up and tell her to come down here. What?
3: No! Liz! No! Stay here. No! All of you. I'll handle this.
2: Father, when did you discover this head missing? Just now.
0: Seconds before you and Virginia came back from your walk.
2: But, Father, you don't think it... me. It can't mean another...
0: I'm afraid it could. Uh, easy, easy, Elizabeth. Trev...
3: She woke up a minute ago to find this beside her on the pillow.
2: The shrunken
1: head. Oh, Mother. Oh, am I going to die? Is that what it means? That I, I, I'm going to die the way Farhi did? Oh, of course not. 12 o'clock. My head is missing from 12 o'clock. I'm going to die at 12. I know I'm going to die at 12.
0: The question is, 12 noon or 12 midnight?
1: Oh, I didn't think of that
0: well, you'd better,
1: oh, how can you be so callous at that head, that shrunken head you put it on my pillow. What it would be just like you to do something crazy like this because you're you're sick, Trevor not sick mother, he is please. sick. I don't know how he killed Parry. Before our eyes, yours and mine, killed him. But he did. And he's going to do it again. This time to me.
3: Take it it easy, Elizabeth. You... uh...
1: When? When is he going to do it? That's the only question now. The only question that interests me. When, Trevor... 12 noon, 12 midnight. I don't mind dying, but I can't bear not knowing when. Tell me, Trevor. Tell me.
0: A dramatic scene. And an intriguing one, don't you think? If I were you, I wouldn't at this moment be asking, was Forrey murdered? And will Elizabeth meet the same fate? But if Forey was, and she does, how? I'll return in a minute for Act Two. this moment you have all the clues you need. In fact all the clues you're going to get because that's all there are to answer the riddle of how Forey Prescott died and oh let's face it, it is murder and who killed him. If it comes to that who will murder Elizabeth and how? For surely she too is going to die. Nine.
1: Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Oh, catch her. She's falling. I've got her. Elizabeth.
2: Oh. Oh,
1: I, I... I'm all right.
2: Oh, Mother, thank heaven.
1: You're alive.
0: So you see, oh. my dear Elizabeth, I didn't murder you after all. Oh.
1: Only because you mean to prolong the agony, Trevor. Now I must wait till midnight.
0: Why?
2: What do you mean, why?
0: You can simply leave. Get out of here now.
2: Yes, Mother, you can do that. I'll drive you to town. You could stay at the motel. Or if you want, I'll take you to New York. You could... No.
3: But, Elizabeth, if you're afraid of being murdered at midnight...
1: Then let it be at midnight.
3: Get it over with. This... This, it's it's crazy. all this talk about murder. You, all of you... You're assuming Farry was murdered when you don't even know what he died of. For all you know, he could simply have dropped dead. A heart attack. Cerebral hemorrhage. Why have you assumed, the three of you... You, Jackie, you, Trev, you, Elizabeth... Why have you assumed from the start that Forey was murdered?
2: But if he wasn't, Raj... What's the meaning behind the shrunken head? We discovered the head was missing from the hour of seven on that... That awful clock above the fireplace... And then Foray found it on the pillow of his bed, and Faray died at exactly seven o'clock. This time a head is missing from twelve. And it's on the pillow
1: of my bed. Where I found it when I woke up from
0: my head. Hello? Oh, hello, Ed. Dr. Dodd, the coroner. I see. Mm hmm. Well, how long will that take? Will you let me know? Thanks, Ed. Thanks very much.
2: What What did Dr. Dodd say, Father?
0: Forey was murdered. <gasps> no! The autopsy revealed poison in the body tissues. What oh. kind of poison? Well, they but... uh, don't know yet. Ed's sending a tissue sample to the New York police lab to find out. No doubt uh, about it now, though. Forey was murdered.
1: As you will murder me. At midnight. <laughs>
3: Darling, let's sit down a few minutes before we go back.
1: Oh, Roger, I just had to get away from that awful atmosphere in that house.
3: (laughs) Look, sweetheart, I'll be more than happy to take you back to New York.
1: And then come back by yourself? Oh, no.
3: Oh, I'd be safe enough, I think.
1: From whom? What? I'm not thinking of the murderer, sweetheart. I'm thinking of the danger you'd be in. And and I'd be in from a very attractive and decidedly sexy Jacqueline.
3: I owe it to Trevor to help him all I can with his records, papers, Lord knows what. Help him get them in order before he dies.
1: Raj, what do you make of all this? Uh, Who do you think murdered Trevor's son-in-law?
3: I don't know. Could be Trevor. He hated Fari, but then it... It could be Jackie. She hated him, too.
1: What about Mrs. Costain? Elizabeth?
3: Hmm. I know what you mean. That shrunken head on her pillow, she could have put it there. A red herring, a blind. Mm. Something to throw the police off the scent when they get here.
1: The police will come again, you think?
3: Well, sure. I'd say all they're waiting for is a toxicology report on whatever poison killed Fari. And that can come any minute, any hour. It's, it's almost five. I guess we, We've been gone at least a couple of hours. I guess we'd better think of getting back. Ginny, you are sure now? You don't want me to take you back to New York? Uh-uh. You're a brave little girl who deserves
0: a kiss.
1: I'm a scared little girl. But, but don't let that stop you.
0: Don't tell me what to do, Jackie. If I want to change my will, I'll change it. In fact, my attorneys are changing it right now. Well, it! don't look at me as if I'd done some terrible thing to you. Or maybe you misunderstood me.
2: No, I didn't misunderstand. You're cutting Mother off and leaving your fortune to me. Why?
0: Plain enough. I want to be sure you're financially safe and secure. Oh, no, Father.
2: There's more behind it than that. You know as well as I do, Mother would take good care of me, share what she has with me.
0: (laughs) You don't know her like I know her.
2: Oh, I know her better than you. I've spent my life with her. You've spent yours elsewhere.
0: I'm an explorer, or I was. Oh, you could have spent more time with her. I don't tolerate fools easily.
2: We've got off the subject. What's your real reason for changing the will? All right. Let me tell you. You're still hoping I'll marry Roger Campion. You're hoping that if I'm an heiress, the money will help induce him to divorce Virginia and marry me.
0: You said it, not me.
2: Well, you think it. You must. I can't think of any other reason for changing your will. Oh, Father, Roger and I are through with each other.
0: If only you hadn't married Fari. Damn...
2: Well, if you'd put a break on your temper, you wouldn't break so many of those pipe stems.
0: One of my best pipes, too. Well, I have to send it for repair. I wish I could repair the mess you've made of your life as easily.
2: All right, I made a mess of my life, but that's over now. Barry's dead, and that's over.
0: And I mean to keep you from making another. Now, you listen to me. Rogers, the man for you. He always has been and why you didn't marry him oh, years ago. you know ago. why?
2: I wanted a husband I could live with, be with. Not a wanderer like you. I saw what happened to Mother because of you. The emptiness, loneliness, and I made up my mind it would never happen to me. Farry was no bargain, as it turned out, but he stayed at home.
0: So does Roger now. He runs his safaris from an office in New York.
2: <laughs> that... That disease you picked up in Borneo. it's just making you see things in a warped way, a distorted way. You're not yourself.:
0: You think it's crazy of me to change my will? It's crazy of me to hope that you'll persuade Roger to get a divorce and marry you. That what I want so much, the two people I love most in this world, should make it together. If I haven't got a prayer, it'll happen.
2: Well, it won't. I'm sorry. But it won't. It
0: will. I want... You can't
2: always have what you want.
0: You're wrong. I always have and always will. Till the day I die. Midnight. It's nearly midnight. Jackie, where's your mother?
2: I told you. She's locked herself in her room.
0: And I told you I want her here in this living room at midnight. Go get her.
2: She won't unlock the door. She feels safer locked in her room.
0: If you won't go and get her, I will. Weak as I am, I'll go up there and break the door down. I want her here. Give it another try, Jackie. All right. And tell her I'll come up and break the door down. And you go get that piece of fluff you married. I want her here, too. That little piece of fluff
3: I married is probably fast asleep. And Trev, I'm not waking her. You will do as I say. She's had a rough time since we got here this morning. If I'd known what we were heading into, I wouldn't have come, let alone bring Ginny. She went to bed after dinner, and that's where she's going to stay. All right.
0: You know, that's the one thing I always liked about you, Raj. You never failed to stand up to me. You take a lot of standing up, too. Not anymore. Hand me that rack of pipes, will you? The the one with Mm the church wardens. Church wardens? Oh,
3: the ones with the long stamps. Yes. They're beautiful, Trev. They really are. Any practical reason for the... Extra long
0: stems? Sure, they cool and filter the smoke. Longer the stem, the better... Oh, you finally decided to join us.
1: You decided, Trevor. Why are you so determined to have me here in this room at midnight?
0: Elizabeth, why were you so determined to stay in yours?
1: To put it plainly, so you couldn't kill me.
0: You've eaten no dinner? You've had nothing to drink all day? To cut day?
1: down the chances of your poisoning me the way you poisoned Fari. I locked myself in my room to cut the chances down even further. But, well, here I am. You wanted me here, in this room, so you could murder me. And I'm sure that when the drum clock strikes at midnight. You will. How, I don't know, but you will.
0: It's never occurred to you, I suppose, that I want you here so I can protect you.
1: Protect me? Is that so hard to believe? Oh, very hard. In fact, impossible. Well... Less than a minute now to midnight. Roger. Yes, Elizabeth? Goodbye. I I want you to know that, like Trevor, I too have always been very fond of you. Respected you. Hoped you and Jackie would marry. But I also want you to know that you, you couldn't have done better when you married Virginia. She's a fine girl, Roger. Just the kind of wife you need. Goodbye, Roger.
3: Elizabeth, you're sounding as if you were going to your execution.
1: In a way, that's what it would be.
3: Nonsense. You're not going to die. You're standing here in this room, as healthy a woman as I've ever seen. You, we, we've let Fari's death overshadow everything, warp our thinking, make us expect death. But look around you, Elizabeth. Where could you possibly find a more, a more home-like scene? A scene that ought to reflect contentment rather than anything else. Contentment? I mean look around. The fire blazing in the fireplace. Trev polishing his pipe. The friendly warmth of an old house where.
1: Midnight. Jackie. Mother, Mother let me hold you. Mother, you're not going to die. You can, I, I know
3: it. I. Elizabeth, this is nonsense. It's ridiculous.
1: Trevor,
0: I'm waiting. What do you mean, waiting? i
1: oh, pour you to kill me. Murder me.
0: If I murder you, Elizabeth, it'll be the neatest trick of the week.
1: I couldn't agree with you more.
2: Oh, mother. Oh, mother.
3: I, I tried to catch her, but... No, no. Jackie, stand back. Let me... She's dead. But how? How?
2: One moment she was alive and the next... dead. Roger, what killed her? What killed Fari? What?
0: What? How? Do you know? Have you figured it all out? As I told you, you have all the clues I have, and I've figured it out. Well, uh, I think I have. I'll be back shortly for Act Three. Now, Elizabeth Costain is dead. Mysteriously struck down. Instantly killed as her son-in-law, Forrest Prescott, was only the day before. Now, the following morning, in the guest room occupied by Roger and Virginia Campion... No, no, Virginia, I've made up my mind. We're leaving.
1: Not if you plan to take me to New York and then return here.
3: I won't be coming back. I never expected anything like this when I agreed to help Trevor straighten out his affairs.
1: Oh, but Roger, you're such old friends.
3: I'm not so sure of that, Jenny. To be Trevor Costain's friend, you have to be friends on his terms. Oh, he likes me, sure. He values my friendship up to a point. But that's because I always did the job he wanted done and I never crossed him.
1: He must have been a hard man to live with.
3: He hasn't changed any, even with a, well, even with his death only a few weeks, months away. He's still demanding and getting what he wants. He's still riding roughshod over everyone in his path. I have got a strong suspicion that that's why Fari and Elizabeth were murdered. They got in Trevor's way.
1: Then you really think
3: that I'm almost she... sure of it. Now, there are only four of us left in this house now. There's you and me and Jackie and Trevor. Now, you and I certainly aren't murderers, and Jackie wouldn't kill a gnat if she could avoid it. No, no. It's got to be Trevor. What I can't figure out is how he killed them.
1: What's that? Well, I, I thought all the police had left.
3: Oh, it's the last car heading out of the driveway now. Come on, Ginny, let's get these bags packed. I want to be heading out of that driveway, too. And just as soon as possible.
2: Father. Father, will you please stop polishing that damn pipe and listen to me?
0: What do you want, Jackie?
2: The police have just left. I... I wondered if you'd like a cup of coffee.
0: Give me a drink.
2: No, you're not supposed to
0: drink. I know what I'm not supposed to do. All
2: right. Whatever you say.
0: And hand me those pipe cleaners.
2: Here you are. Here's
0: your drink. Thanks. Good, good. I'll miss this fine old Scots when I'm gone. One consolation, though, Roger always enjoyed it, too. And it'll all be his when I've kicked the bucket.
2: You... You willed it to him?
0: Your supply of scotch? No, no, of course not. I meant all of this will be his.
2: I don't don't understand. You said you willed everything to me.
0: Well, I did. Maybe I shouldn't have said this will all be Roger's. I should have said yours and Roger's. Naturally, after you're married... Married?
2: Father, I told... I told you yesterday I'm not marrying Roger. For one thing, I don't love him anymore, and he doesn't love me. And for another, he's happily married to Virginia.
0: For as long as she lives.
2: As long as she lives?
0: As long as... Oh, come in, Roger. Come in. Trev, Jackie... Did you and Jenny get any sleep? Not much.
3: Dozed an hour or so.
2: How about some coffee?
3: It's a good idea.
2: And what would you like for breakfast?
3: Just uh, coffee. You'll be okay. And
2: what about Jenny?
3: Coffee will be enough for her, too. We, uh... We want to get an early start
0: back to New York. Back to New York? We haven't even started on my paper, my record. I know, old Trev, but, uh... But? What? Trev... Uh, If I'd
3: known what I was walking into when I came here, uh, known what I was walking Ginny into,
0: I'd never have come. Oh, yes, you would. You never disobeyed me. Stood up to me, yes. But when the chips were down, you did what you were told.
3: I was your second in command then, and that was years ago. Oh,
0: not so many. Uh,
3: Two, three... But busy, busy years, Trev. I've got my own business now, my own life to live, and... To be plain, I don't take orders from anybody anymore. Why, you
0: ungrateful...
3: Now, just a minute, Trev. I was more than willing to come here and spend as much time as it took to straighten out your affairs. I felt I owed you that. The least you owed me, the least. Maybe. But what I don't owe you is putting my life, or Ginny's, on the line for you.
2: You mean, Fari's
0: death,
3: mother's... Yeah, and who's next? I've got a feeling that no one is safe in this house.
0: A feeling or a suspicion? Same thing, Trev. Not exactly. Feeling there may be another death is one thing. Suspecting who might be behind the deaths is another. You suspect me, don't you? Yes, Trev, I do. Well? I guess the time has come to tell you that your suspicion is correct. One hundred percent correct. You.
2: You did kill
0: Oh, you suspected me too, did you? But it's impossible.
2: You hardly have strength enough left to stand on your feet. To walk a few steps.
0: Oh, I'm weak, all right, but not as weak as I pretended. See? Then you... You were able to take the shrunken heads from that clock. And, and put one on Forey's pillow. And the other on Elizabeth's. But even so, uh,
2: I still don't see how you... How you killed them exactly on the hour. Faurie at seven. Mother at midnight.
3: How did you manage that,
0: Trev? My little secret.
2: Some sort of slow-acting poison? A poison that you were able to time to the minute?
0: No. But, oh, a small matter. All that matters to me now is that you and Roger, marry. you're out of your head.
2: Father, father, you're sick. Right now, you're overly tired. You're exhausted. You're a, a little m- mixed up. Crazy. When you...
0: Say it. You said it yesterday. Say it again. Crazy. But sane or crazy... The two of you will do as I wish. Obey my final order.
3: No way, Trevor. I love Virginia. I'm married to Virginia. I'll stay married to Virginia. You can't very well stay married to a corpse,
0: Raj. Now, what do you mean by that? Why, no more than what is stated in the marriage vows. Uh, till death do us part. And death is going to do just that in a few short minutes. When I kill Virginia, as I kill Forey and Elizabeth.
3: Trev, you've gone crazy. Ginny and I are getting out of here and fast. Don't
0: move. What? I said, don't move. Try, and I'll kill you where you stand. And be warned, Raj. I can do it. Jackie. Yes. Get Virginia. Bring her here. Father, Do as I order you. But I... Do you want him to die now, before your eyes? Jackie, no.
2: I'd better do what he wants,
1: or he will kill you,
2: Raj.
0: Get her in here, Jackie.
1: No need. I'm here. Ginny. I heard every word he said. He will kill you, Raj, unless you let him kill me.
0: Let me kill you? He can't prevent me.
1: What I mean is it's my death you want, not his. I don't know how you do it, but go ahead and do it. Kill me.
3: Ginny, you're out of your mind.
1: I love you, Raj. Too
2: much to see you die?
0: Answer that, Jackie.
2: Hello? Yes, Dr. Dodd. It's for you, Father.
0: You talk to him. I, uh can't at the moment.
2: Oh, Father can't come to the phone, Dr. Dodd. Could you give me... Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'll tell him. Well? The poison that killed Forey and Mother, too, I guess. The New York police identified it. Karari.
3: Karari. So, that's how you did it.
2: What is
1: Karari?
3: It's a poison used by New Guinea headhunters to kill their victims, kill them instantly. How? With darts, thorns, dipped in the stuff, shot through blowguns.
2: Yes, but how could father... Oh, good Lord. Oh, Lord. The pipes. The pipes. You've sat there polishing and cleaning... Blowing through the stems to clear them, you said. But blowing a poison dart through them when you wanted to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the stem of a pipe makes an excellent blowgun. Especially the very long stem of a church warden, like this one. And the thorn inside this stem, a thorn dipped in curare, kills instantly. Virginia? Yes, doesn't hurt, Virginia. Uh, All you'll feel is a little sting uh, when the thorn pricks the skin. Second later, you'll be dead. Roger. I warned you. Drop it, Trev. Drop that pipe stem or blowgun, or whatever you call it. <laughs> I
3: don't see anything funny.
0: You, standing there, holding that I war spear over your head, ready to throw it. You look a little silly, Raj.
3: You're not exactly the Maasai warrior type. I know how to throw one of these
0: things, and you know I do. You've seen me do it in Africa, yes. Those Masai spears fascinated you. But well, you practiced every day. Got quite good, too. But not good enough to put that spear through me before I blow this dart into your wife. Not you. I'm not
3: going to throw it into you. I'm going to throw it into her. Me? Kill Jackie? You leave me no choice, Trev. You love your daughter. You love her more than anything, anyone on this earth. Kill Jenny and I'll kill her. You haven't the guts. Try me. Jackie. Take that pipe stem away from him.
2: Give it to me, Father.
0: Take it. I know when I'm licked. What are you doing?
3: Calling the police. All things considered, Trev, the quicker you're taken into custody, the better.
0: If you want to move really fast, call the morgue. The morgue? I gave Jackie the pipe stem, but I kept the thorn.
3: Police headquarters, this is Roger Campion. I'm calling from the home of Trevor Costain. You better send someone out here. What? No, it's not another murder. Suicide.
0: You'll admit I did play fair with you. From the very beginning of this mystery, you had all the clues, all of them including the shrunken heads, the New Guinea headhunters who you might have known use curare, and a clue that gave everything away, Trevor Costain's absorbing interest in his pipes. When E.G. Marshall plays fair, he plays fair. I'll be back shortly. you enjoyed our mystery. I certainly enjoyed playing a little game with you, because that's what all mysteries are, you know, a game of wits. Oh, sure, I have the advantage. I know the answer before I start. But in fairness to you, whenever I bring you a mystery, I'll make sure you have all the clues from the start. After that, it's up to you entirely. Our cast included William Prince, Tony Roberts, Marion Seldes, and Martha Greenhouse. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.